From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shah. Amal, a huge Friday program. In 10 minutes, we're going to have the Rucker Park legend. That's right, Vanilla Thunder himself. Tim Joyle is going to join the broadcast. Later, we're going to preview the Miami Dolphins as well as in the final segment, play our favorite game, Amal Guesses. But let's start in Milwaukee last night, game five of the series, Eastern Conference Finals between the Bucks and the Hawks. Where was that famous Nate McMillan interior defense? I mean, Milwaukee had their way. Their field goal percentage in the paint was something over 80% of them. Yeah, they really uh, did not defend. I I thought it was going to be more of a perimeter-oriented game, but in this one, not at all. That was not the case with this one. We saw Milwaukee do a tremendous job, really get out early and take care of business in this one, putting this one away, and now the Hawks facing elimination. By the way, I didn't realize they ended up losing by 34. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that dominant. Excuse me, I got the wrong score up. Sorry. Well, 11. 11, 11. yeah. I was like, I was looking at the wrong thing here. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize okay. we're in July. Chris Middleton, our guy that we've, had, we've been touting for uh, finals MVP, and, and by the way, his odds just keep dropping every game, uh, from 12-1 to 1 to 11-1, to 1, now 7-1 to 1 currently. Uh, 26 points, 13-8. and 8. Drew Holiday had a solid game, 25-6 with 13 assists. Brooke Lopez, playoff career high. Brooke (laughs) Lopez, playoff career high, 33, seven rebounds to go with four blocks, and Bobby Portis, 22-8. Yeah, I'll tell you what, how about Bobby Portis (laughs) with 22 points? You mentioned Lopez, the career high. My under had no chance in this one. That's why I didn't pay attention much in the second half. 
keep an eye on the score, and it was all uh, Milwaukee in this game. Never really allowed Atlanta to make a serious run or push in this game. You felt comfortable if you had the Bucks all night. Yeah, absolutely. So now they take a 3-2 lead uh, headed back to Atlanta for game number six. Of course, Phoenix sits waiting healthy on the other side of the bracket uh, to host game one of the NBA Conference Finals. Uh, Amal, tonight we have uh, game three of the Stanley Cup Finals. The scene shifts north to the Bell Center in uh, Montreal. Now, not full capacity here. A big difference, right? In the American arenas, we're playing with 10, 12, 15,000 people. Uh, very limited. About 20% will be able to be at the Bell Center tonight. It's enticing to me, this price. I mean, we've got, we already need Tampa Bay uh, to win the series. Oh, you do? Well, we have them in our future, right? I mean, oh, we, you talking about us. Do. I thought you were referring we, to the book. I don't know. I can't pay, figure out book. which It day. doesn't make much of a difference. Okay, gotcha. Honestly, these, these were both good results for us. But you and I have them both at plus one. I have plus 140. Is yeah, that's that the, the exact same price? same price, yeah. You have Andre Vasilevsky as well at 350. Yeah, but, that's the big one for right. me. But uh, it's but it's tempting to just bet this game back again. At, you're only laying 130, 135. I took it tonight. You did. Yeah, I just <laughs> think this team is too dominant. I also like this game under, Mike. On the in play, you'll probably get an opportunity of five and a half. I would take a look at that. Montreal just does not get enough traffic in front of the net, in front of Vasilevsky. They got a plethora of shots in game number two. Did not matter as we saw Tampa dominant defensively. They're just too good. They're just too talented. Look, the effect of Montreal's inability did not show in the first three rounds. Toronto had an opportunity, one game, all they had to do is win out of three, couldn't do it, and then they took over, and the, um, they win eight out of the next ten games. Now they're playing a team that is really firing on all cylinders. I don't know if Tampa could have been any better after game seven coming into the first two games of this series. Yeah, very solid. Very few penalties so far in this series. Only ten penalties through two games. Yeah, and I give uh, Cooper's team credit, not taking dumb penalties. I thought this would be the one chance for Montreal. If they would have power plays, game number two, their goal came on a power play, a soft goal, uh, as is. So I think if you're looking at it from a, a lightning perspective, good price here. You mentioned the crowd or lack thereof. I don't think it's going to really matter. I think it comes down to the fact that you've got five-on-five five situations where Tampa is just a better team, a superior team, and they have not necessarily even gotten contributions from their best postseason players so far. Braden Point, he has been MIA in terms of the stat sheet, in terms of scoring goals, so we'll see if he can get on the board tonight. We've talked to them all about exact series results and how you bet this, how you bet this, uh, this series it started out where the sweep was uh, around 330, 350, and then it went down. Now uh, the sweep at plus 170. A lot of people, including Wes Reynolds, talked to him on My Guys in the Desert yesterday. He thinks Montreal will be able to get one of these two games at home. He likes Tampa in five. If you like Tampa in five, it's plus $2 in six, plus $5 in seven, plus $8. I, I can't see Montreal winning two games. I don't either. Um, I, that, for me, definitely doesn't seem like it's going to occur, but I'm not really sure how we get to a, a fifth game right now unless – you know, we get a tremendous performance out of Carey Price in that Montreal defense, and they limit the Lightning to one goal. I think it's going to be a real challenge. You know, I'm looking at the series price here. It's minus twelve fifty. Get back eight dollars. I don't think that's an unreasonable bet to lay twelve fifty at this point. I don't think so either. You know, they've got to win four out of five games. Two out of uh, they got to win two games in Tampa potentially. So, real challenge here. Uh, for the Canadians. I don't think it's the same scenario we saw with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. In less than five minutes, we're going to have Tim Doyle on. Of course, former star at Northwestern, played at St. John's as well. Does terrific job. Uh, color commentary for NBA, uh, NBA TV, uh, as well as being a college basketball analyst on CBS Sports. Looking forward to talk to him about the remainder of the Eastern Conference Final. And then, of course, preview the NBA Finals. Still talking about this NHL series here, Amal. Total again tonight comes back five. Of course, it's juiced to, to the to the over at that point. 
It's interesting how the first periods have moved here. I like the first period under again tonight. The 155. First game, yeah, the first game was 150. The second game, 145. I got it at 145 again. Obviously, it's getting getting bad again. Minus 155 in the first. There's just very few scoring opportunities here. You know what? This is one of those <laughs> scenarios for me where I'm going to sit there and watch you win this game after game after and game. And keep texting I'm, me. Yeah. I wish I took your <laughs> yeah, bet. exactly. 100% right. <laughs> I still can't do it at 155. I won't take it tonight. And I think you're right, though. Once again, I think, you know, I actually think this is going to be a scoreless first period. I just have a feeling this is going to be a low-scoring game tonight. I like this game actually under five, but I'd rather take the five-and-a-half in play. We saw the games uh, with the Golden Knights in semifinal series with the Montreal Canadiens. Very low-scoring games in Montreal, all three of them. Yeah, absolutely. Defenses were outstanding, and I think this could be a similar situation. Both teams have played well defensively. Look at the goal that uh, Plot had in game number uh, two. It was a fluke goal off of Carey Price's skate on a bad clearance. Uh, was that Petrie, I think? Who, yes. Uh, and so... You know, that was a 2-1 game. These have been tight, lower scoring. And this is what we've been expecting throughout the entirety of the postseason. Now it's just finally coming to fruition in the uh, finals. That's game three tonight at the Bell Center in Montreal. We saw last night in Milwaukee, the Bucks handled their business. They came out very focused to win, took an early lead in that game, and never took their foot off the gas, winning by 11 against the Hawks to take a 3-2 series lead. Let's look at the series price here now, Amal, with two games left to go. The Hawks would need to win two in a row. They're plus 320 if you think you can do so. Uh, on the flip side of the coin, you need to lay 435 with the Bucks. Yeah, I like Milwaukee's chances a lot. I thought they really played as a team. Now, we saw their absence without Giannis uh, not impact them at all. You mentioned it, 66 points in the paint to 36 for Atlanta. Tremendous job here. And I thought the perimeter defense was part of the key in this one in terms of how the Hawks were shooting the basketball. Now, they did a good job defensively on Milwaukee but they couldn't stop them in the paint and give Milwaukee credit for not being too reliant on the three-point shot. Hawks actually had nine more three-point attempts, but they did a nice shot, 40% from beyond the arc. Currently with the exact series result, you see the Bucks and six is, is plus 110. Um, that'll give you a little bit of a clue. Of course, we still don't know the situation. Giannis and Trey Young for game six. Looks like Atlanta may be favored uh, by a point, point and a half at home. Yeah, just something to pay attention to. Injury's critical here. We've got to see if Trey Young can go and if Giannis can go. All right, friend of the show, star at St. John's and Northwestern, analyst for NBA TV as well as college basketball and CBS Sports, Tim Joyle is going to join the program. Tim, I got to tell you, day one listeners of the Nuts, and they've got a number in the tens, has followed this incredible journey, how you handicapped this, uh, this NBA season. You had a future ticket on the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA title. You correctly predicted AD would get hurt, Jamal Murray would get hurt, Kawhi would get hurt, Kyrie and Harden would get hurt in the East, Giannis and Trey Young would get hurt. And then, of course, we also followed the life saga. Your wife wanted darker cabinets and a backsplash, so you took the cash-out option. <laughs> I, I, I did take the buyout option, and I'm kicking myself right now. I have friends call me up almost daily saying, thank you. Thank you so much for the Suns pick. And if you don't know, I got off of it, but I still took a massive profit. And I actually believe, listen to this, if Giannis comes back and he's going to come back in game seven, okay? Uh, the Bucks are the best team left of the three teams standing. Now, how I kind of foresee it when I looked into my crystal ball, I gave you the Milwaukee last night if you're following me. And now Trey Young will play in game six, Atlanta will win game six, and then they'll go back to Milwaukee. Giannis will play Willis Reed style, and Milwaukee will win that game. I think Milwaukee's the much better team in this series. And it comes down to two things. Brooke Lopez said this after the game, after he had 33 points. Energy and effort on the defensive end. 
We saw it in game two. It was a blowout. We saw it in the second half of game three. And then in the fourth game, they just showed up and they lollygagged through because Trey Young wasn't playing. If you watch that game closely, second half starts. Then all of a sudden, they wanted to play hard. They cut the game to seven. A couple plays later, Giannis gets hurt and they end up getting blown out. But the word focus, they were focused from the jump in game number five. And that's why that game, guys, was not competitive. You're absolutely right. By the way, Tim took some of that money, got himself a nice new suit. Lo- loving that uh, sweat. <laughs> he got the tie on with the vest, looking sharp, my man. I didn't know if you had a day in court or if you were just showing off. Now, come on. Like, this is like, I feel like when I talk to guys in Vegas, I really got to, like, pimp it out a little bit. Put the glasses on. Like, this makes me feel like I'm gambling. Like, you got to have a good gambling outfit. And I'll tell you something up. Mike and Amal. How many Hawaii shirts do you guys own? Okay, because if you're a gambler, you got to have multiple Hawaii shirts because it puts you in a good mood. You ever put on a Hawaii shirt, Mike and Amal, and then you're in a bad mood? It puts you in an amazing mood. I'll guess that I have about seven and a half more than Amal does. That would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a fruit plate with that little honeymoon in Vegas reference when he loses on that straight flush? But. Uh, Anyway, Tim, I got to ask you about Giannis's knee injury. You think he, I said, if you're Milwaukee, you take your chances game five, you win that game, and then you rest him in game six and you give him a little bit extended time for game seven. How quickly do you think he could recover and what type of impact? You mentioned the Willis Reed style, you being from New York, obviously, for people that don't remember, 73 in the Bricks, final uh, last championship there. But can he really have an impact in this series and going forward potentially against Phoenix? I don't know. I mean, you're asking me to play doctor on TV, even though I dress like one today. You know, like I, I, I know this. It looked really bad, but it didn't look like an ACL, and it was a hyperextended because you could see it kind of bend backwards. But the fact that he walked off on his own power, absolutely. You know, I like to put myself in the coach's shoes, and you got to respect what Atlanta did organizational-wise. They went, heck, let's go take a shot here. Let's rest our guy. He'll get an extra couple of days rest and he'll be able to play Trey young in game six in Atlanta. And if somehow we win game five, now we got our star coming back. So that's how I kind of envision the series. Uh, I do think the bucks could win in Atlanta. I know that's a short spread in game number six. I I think it's like one Atlanta's favorite and they just got to bang down a lot of threes because you can't expect the law firm of Bobby Portis and, uh, (laughs) Brooke Lopez, the, the law firm of Tucker, Lopez, and Portis. Don't you feel like they're like ambulance chasing somewhere in Milwaukee? Like, get Tucker, Portis, and Lopez on the phone immediately. Those guys were great. You know, Brooke Lopez went share. He turned back time with 33 points. My point is, you don't expect that down in Atlanta. So can Middleton and Drew Holiday, can they make 14, 15 threes as a team? I just think they're the much better team of the two teams in the series. They just have to lock up defensively, but I think we will see Giannis at some point in game seven. Yeah, Tim, by the way, I got to seriously, you look very sharp in that. You know, my glasses, I give you credit on that. Two-point deduction is correct, but I've got a medium on the shirt today. Mike is looking sharp in his purple, but we got I at least got to step up my game when you're coming on the show from now on. Uh, Amal, here's one thing I respect about you. Your hair doesn't move. I feel like it's <laughs> Leslie Nielsen-esque. Like, you could jump into a pool and just go like this, and the hair is just absolutely perfect every time. <laughs> Thank you. We're talking to Tim Doyle, NBA TV host, CBS Sports College Basketball Analyst. Timmy, uh, let's assume, and, and most of what you say does always come true, that the Bucks win in seven, and now they face the Suns in the NBA Finals. Suns have home court advantage. They had a five-game better record than the Bucks during the regular season. How do you preview a Bucks suns NBA Final? 
I talked to Nick Bogdanovich, who doesn't smile. He's over at the William Hill Smoke, but like, smile, Nick. Like, you know, I love when he says, like, oh, we're heavy Nets and we're heavy Lakers. Like, you want all those bets. He's, like, stop he, saying he, you're he's heavy. not like, smiling because he, do, he doesn't have bets. your hair. Like, he's always like, oh, we're heavy Nets. Like, Nick, you clean it up, all right? Smile once in a while, okay? Um, he said that the series, Suns, Bucks, would be a pick 'em. Okay, he said Suns would be minus 240 over the Hawks, which I think is about right. I, I think the Hawks are a bit uh, overvalued, and I think they – you know what? I, I equate the, the Bucks-Hawks series to this. The Bucks are the big brother holding the little brother by the top of the head. The little brother's just, like, swinging. Like, we all had siblings like that. And then once in a while, like, the Hawks have caught the Bucks. you know, whether it's an injury or caught them in game one when Trey Young had 48 points – but, uh, yeah, if Giannis, I just, it's so hard to predict where he's at. If he doesn't play, I think the Bucs win two games in a series against the Suns. If he plays, you know, guys, what they did against Brooklyn, they really won the last five games, maybe four to five, you know, but they've caught some breaks health-wise. I just feel like the Suns are massively overrated. Beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis. Play the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. No Kawhi Leonard in the Clippers. Like, man, how lucky have you gotten so far in the playoffs? So, I, in my eyes, I think the Suns are a bit overvalued. But no Giannis, they've got to be the favorite. And, and to your point, Porter got injured in that series as well. Everything has gone just the way you would dream up if you're the Phoenix Suns in terms of where they are. Not taking anything away from their accomplishment. But it really has broken correctly for them. Yeah, there's, there's not much more. That could go wrong for me because I was holding Chris Paul tickets. If you would have won the MVP this year, I would have picked up $73,000. And I thought he was the most valuable player in the NBA. Now, didn't really get a lot of sniffs as far as MVP votes. But as far as the value, what he brought to the organization, guys didn't make the playoffs last year. And then they were fighting for a number one seed. And he has just gone to different organizations and taken them to the next level. Now, Chris Paul, plus 200 to win the MVP. Mike and Amal, I'll ask you this. If the Suns are minus 160, minus 180 right now, if they get to the finals, there's only two guys that can win MVP, Correct. right? Booker and Chris Paul. And both of those guys are plus 200. Would you bet Booker and Paul to win MVP instead of laying the price with the Suns? Well, let's do the math. If you lay, you're better off laying the 180 because if you lay 100 on each, you're going to get back 300. And if you lay uh, one, uh, lay two. What are you going to lay? One eighty. You get back one hundred to two eighty. So that's eh, it's about the same. Well, you're going to make a hundred if you put in two hundred. Amal, you get back to make a hundred. You put in two hundred. You get back like one ten. So yeah, you're a little better off with, with to, the, to lay the, to lay the price. But Tim, you know, a week ago this was this was the opposite way. Booker was like $2, and Chris Paul was plus $4, and we kept talking about yeah. Paul should be favored over Booker if they make the finals. He has a more likely chance. So if people would have got this. On the other side, we've been talking about Chris Middleton for two weeks because he's more of a barometer for the Bucks. He was at 12-1 to 1 at one point. He's now down to plus $7, obviously, with the chance that uh, Giannis is either not in the lineup or uh, not 100%. And, and, you know, Tim, to yeah, you, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I just don't, I, not to cut you off them all, I just, I, I find it hard to believe the Bucs winning an NBA championship without Giannis. I don't know, could you guys foresee that? No, but we think that Middleton is kind of the way this team goes. Giannis is the most important player, but Chris Middleton's the barometer. If he shoots poorly, okay. they lose. If he shoots well, you expect them to win. Giannis is going to get his 30 and 12. Yeah, I mean, 
I understand what you're saying because Middleton made the game-winning shot in game one, right? He made the turnaround jump shot against the Nets. He's come up big in a lot of big opportunities. He had that massive game three. What, what do you have, 20 points in the fourth quarter? So, yeah, I mean, value-wise, yeah, I, I agree with Chris Middleton yeah, from a value perspective. I just think what I like about Giannis is he's gone through all these tough times that you want to go throwback. Isaiah had to go through getting over the Celtics, and then Jordan went through with Isaiah, and then LeBron went through tough times like – you know, he's earned his stripes there. And hats off to Milwaukee. They've given him the world. Chris Middleton, you want $35 million a year? Here you go, buddy. Here's a check. Oh, Giannis, your brother wants to play on the team? Sure, <laughs> let's throw your brother on the team. No problem. Yeah, get him on the team. Like, they have done everything to keep Giannis happy in Milwaukee. Uh, but I want to switch gears. See the sign behind me, NHL Twitter Live. I have a bet. Tell me if this is smart, okay? Canadians' next two games are at home against Tampa. I'm going to pick out a fixed amount. Now, I'm all on Mike. I know you guys are big swinging. You know what? So maybe the fixed amount for you is a little different. But I'm going to bet. Man, maybe my wife's watching the show. I shouldn't say it. A thousand, all right? I want to win a thousand dollars. So I'm going to bet the Canadians in game three. And if they lose, I'm going to double up in game four. They won five out of the last six games at home. They outshot Tampa by 20 shots in game two. And, you know, all Canada's rooting for them right now. Not only does the Canadian national anthem trump the, the USA national anthem. It's a better song, by the way. Uh, like, they're going to get the fans involved. Plus, Tampa won it last year with no fans. They can go home and win game five. Place goes crazy. What do you think of my action? Game three, if they win, take it down. If not, game four, double up, boys. No, I, I don't I, love I hate, it. I hate to see you lose 300. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't love this play. I, I listen. Mike and I both are on the uh, Lightning to win this series. Also, yeah, we think so this is I. so. Well, we think this is going to be a potential sweep. They're ju- they're just too no, far no, superior. No, 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 no. I'm all a sweep is bad for business. I, I understand bad. that, but David they're Stern is not business. the commissioner of this league. I know, but but Montreal, you got a whole Canada, you got a whole country watching. Uh, this game is this yeah. game is essentially a pick'em. But you so don't. Th- my philosophy is. But you like, don't. The, the, no the whole, one's beating Tampa at Tampa. The whole country's not watching. Just the French speakers are watching. Just the people in Quebec. This is not a national <laughs> I don't even team. Know if they're watching in Quebec this City. Is, this is not a national team like the Toronto Blue Jays yeah, are at exactly. all. It's very parochial that, with their hockey. That's true. So, when you go to the Seattle Mariners game, there is oh, a huge contingent of Blue Jays game, yeah, There's exactly. a ton of Blue Jays fans because the whole country. I'm going to leave you with this, Tim, and maybe you disagree with me. I, I, it, it could be all the injuries, the lack of superstars in, but... I don't know. This NBA product to me is getting less and less watchable, and I, I don't mean to downplay the sport, but if you were Adam Silver for a day, what changes would you make in today's NBA game? I would have the pump fake guy jumps, the really not a shot attempt, foul, be wiped away. I, I, I do think that hurts the game. Like uh, the guys I've been trying to shoot the ball, Harden and Trey Young are unbelievable at it, but that's not really basketball. It's yeah. just kind of baiting the rules. I would change that. I like the fact that the game is opened up from an offensive perspective. You know, there's more scoring. The defense isn't the same. I, I get it if you like defense. But there's just a couple of, like, fixes with the rules. That's my biggest one. And then uh, the game is long. I, you know, our attention spans are all getting shorter. Uh, somehow we can speed the game up a little bit because some of those NBA games run about three hours. <laughs> but the biggest rule change I would make is that pump fake, the guy jumps, and then you just kind of, like, lean into him and take a shot that's not even close. I think that hurts the product, but as far as superstars and drawing power, you know, I, I think the NBA still has a massive global brand. I think a lot of a global brand that a lot of other of the sports would die to have. You know, they're big here in the states, but the NBA is such an amazing global reach. But 
As far as the rules, that's one rule I would turn away. Like, let's have the guys actually try to be making a basketball play. And honestly, that's something they're looking into. We're up against it, Tim. Thanks for the time this morning. Up next, we continue our preview of the AFC East. It's two a time. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
If you missed any part of our Blockbuster Smash show, the nuts, or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including the flagship, Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line. Download our podcast, Beating the Book with Dr. Gil Alexander, Market Insights with the Lumberjack, Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, Long Shots with Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, and Maddie Humans, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Race Pod. They are all free, F-R-E-E, and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Amal, we started off yesterday going through, we're going to go through all the NFL teams yep. and find a bet either on the team or on a player or coach that we most like with that team, right. or, or we might just pass. We started in the AFC East yesterday. Both with had the, the same one. With the Bills, and we both had the same pick. We liked the Bills to win the division. We thought that price was very cheap. Let's continue in the AFC East and take a look at last year's second-place team, the Miami Dolphins. Currently, their odds to win the Super Bowl are 30-1. to 1. To represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, 15-1. to 1. To win the division, they're plus 325. Win total, and remember, it's a 17-game season now, is 9. That would be 9-8 and eight is their win total. But you got to lay heavy juice to the over, thinking they're going to win 10 games minus 150 and get back about $1.25 on the under 9 if they should go 8-9 and nine or worse. Uh, to make the playoffs, they are plus 137. And if you think they'll miss the playoffs, they won't be one of the seven teams represented in the AFC. You'll lay 167. You know, the one thing I like about the Dolphins is if two is not the answer, and we don't know if he is the answer, the Miami Dolphins, to me, with Brian Flores as the head coach, will not wait too long to eventually pull the plug on him. I, I think you'll, ha- I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do it in week three or four, but I think it's going to be a scenario where they look at it and say, hey, this is not our guy. Let's make a change. And I think they'll draft somebody. And that's my big question mark with Miami. I thought last season was an aberration. I thought Fitzpatrick was terrific. But at the same time, they had the benefit of a weak schedule. But their schedule is not too daunting this year, Mike. I don't think they get to 10 wins. I think the nine is a beautiful number just in terms of credit to the book on this one. But I, I would look towards the under possibly, but I don't believe they make the playoffs. That's the thing, thing to me here. Well, let's take a look at the schedule them all. They open up in Foxborough with the Patriots and then come right back to host the Bills in Miami. Maybe they get a little bit of an advantage there if it's hot still in September uh, in South Florida. Interesting game in week three. This is a game that played last year. Remember, Miami made the trip, played on a Saturday here at Allegiant Stadium uh, against the Raiders, and then back home to face the Colts. They have to go to the world champion Buccaneers and then another interstate matchup. They stay in uh, North Florida and take on the Jacksonville Jaguars before coming home to play the Falcons. That's the first first seven weeks of the schedule. Yeah, it's going to be a daunting schedule. I mean, when you look at it, New England's going to be a tough one, especially the first week. I don't care who you're playing. You can play Jacksonville. It could be the Jets. It doesn't matter. It's always tough in week number one. You alluded to it. But they, you know, when I looked at the schedule, Mike, they're looking at a possibility of being two and four out of the first six weeks. Uh, very possible. Uh, I would think that they... They will be favored uh, against the Jaguars. Um, yeah, but I'm going to tell you, I think Jacksonville is going to be better with Urban Meyer there because they're going to concentrate on running the football, and they're going to try and set up Lawrence in situations where he can make short throws and easy throws. I think they're definitely a dog in the first two games. They might be a small dog in week three. Now, they will be a dog against the Raiders, I think. And they're going to be a dog against the Colts, uh, I would think, depending on how Carson yeah. Wentz comes out right. uh, early in the season. I just, tough here for me, and when I look at it, is week 16-17 at Saints at Titans. Yeah, again, give, yeah, that's the daunting part of the schedule now. You ha- you're in the middle part of the schedule. You have the Texans. Ravens going to be a challenge, but at, uh, at Jets, Panthers, Giants, those are all winnable games. You, you look at the, the six-week stretch. 
Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers, Giants, and Jets. I That's where they, they got to go make five and one. Yeah, they got to make, make hay while the sun yes, shines. Exactly right. Let's take a look at the individual bets. Them all. Uh, Brian Flores for coach of the year, and he's done an outstanding Next. job. Four, Next. Okay, fourteen to one. Tua, offensive player of the year. It says eighty to one. I thought it meant eight hundred to one. Uh, Xavier Howard, defensive player of the year, forty to one. Too good of a defender. He's going to have. He, it's hard to duplicate the type of year he had in terms of interceptions two years ago. I think it was. So I, I'm going to stay away from that one. All right, one of your Alabama guys, Jalen Waddle, offensive rookie of the year, sixteen to one. Not a bad play because <laughs> number one, he'll probably be involved in punt return. He, this guy, you can't tackle him in a phone booth. So dangerous. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, this is going to be a great ad- addition. Uh, for this team. And Jalen Phillips, defensive rookie of the year, 16 to By the one. way, I think it's supposed to be Devontae Smith, oh. isn't it? Or is it Jalen Waddle? It's, I think it's Jalen Waddle here. The, uh, anyway. Um, What's your play on this team, Amal? You uh, have a J- play? Yeah, I like them not to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Lane 167. Think oh. about it. You, you have to break it down this way. There's going to be seven teams out of the AFC. So who are going to be the three wild cards? Because we both think the Bills are going to be the AFC's champs and one of the top two seeds in the division. Absolutely. I think San Diego as the second choice to the Chiefs makes it. I think either the Browns or the Ravens, who doesn't win that division, make it. And either the Titans or the Colts, they'll probably all be 10 or 7 or better. I, I would agree with you completely. And I mixed up my uh, Alabama receivers. Devontae Smith's in Philadelphia. And I was thinking Jalen Waddle was in Philadelphia instead. Yeah, Devontae Smith might be shorter than 16. I don't know. But 16 to 1 is not a bad <laughs> price there. I'm with you. Up next, I'm all in and the Palm Reader Playbook. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. A couple of updates here, Amal, and welcome back into the nuts. Uh, in Europe, Spain, Switzerland now going to kicks. 1-1 yep. through 90. No scoring in the, uh, in the extra time, and they are about to begin penalty kicks. This is the... First of the four quarterfinals um, in Euro this weekend. We have a big match coming up here in about 25 minutes, and it'll be part of uh, my plays between Belgium and Italy. But let's start with the Amal in segment. Amal, you're looking to turn it around this weekend. Four losers in a row, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, exactly. You've got, you've got a full Major League Baseball schedule. You've got the Stanley Cup final. You've got the NBA Eastern Conference finals. You've got Euros. You've got Wimbledon. I'm sure you have a full uh, a full plate for us. Well, it's going to be rolled up bases over Kings, but that doesn't include everybody else. But uh, it'll be the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Montreal Canadiens here at minus 135. I like them in this spot. I just think they're too dominant. Uh, they have been the better team. I know Montreal outshot them in game number two, but I think we'll see a much better defensive effort out of John Cooper's squad. And by the way, I always mention his name because he's the sharpest dressed guy in the NHL. He's also the only John Cooper I've ever liked as a head coach. You know, I'm surprised here, Amal. 
that you didn't have Max Scherzer tonight against the Dodgers. You know, actually, I was going to take him. I looked at it last <laughs> night, and and to be honest with you, I didn't make the play yet. I will. I actually forgot about it. That's the only reason. Oh, yeah. I'm coming with Maximus against Julio so. Urias. Yes. I last <laughs> night I was looking at it, and then I got. I was out of the house, and I, I completely forgot to send Jacob the play this morning. This guy's sitting me berating me with Miami Dolphin stuff. I couldn't even think about Max Scherzer. Uh, speaking of the Dodgers and the Nats, uh, Major League Baseball has placed Trevor Bauer, Dodger pitcher, on an administrative leave for seven days. That's based off the investigation. Uh, of a young lady that had had a relationship with him and some of her accusations. So that investigation will go on. What it means, though, is that the the pitching matchup we were all looking forward to on Sunday between Joe Ross and Trevor Bauer is not going to materialize. Yeah, and uh, it's. I mean, I I think from the Dodgers' perspective, this thing's going to be important in terms of how it plays out because he's obviously a key cog in their rotation. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook here. I have a few plays this weekend. Uh, White Sox play the Tigers, and actually a pretty big series. The Tigers starting to get some momentum here. They swept that doubleheader in in Cleveland, uh, and now they get the White Sox with a chance to make up some ground in the AL Central and AL wildcard race. I'm going to go with the big daddy tonight, Lance Lynn. He's been outstanding. We talk about Gaussman in the National League. Uh, Lynn has been almost as good as the American League, just really efficient for the White Sox. I like that lineup up and down. Cheaper favorite tonight, $1.40. I'm going to fade the Cubs uh, on the other side of Chicago. And Apologies to Marquis Peekaboo. We see you. This team is just not that good. Amal, I kept talking to you. They scored seven in the top of the first at Miller Park. And in-game, they were like $8, $9. I kept, what's wrong with this number? But, I mean, that's a telltale sign of what this team is. They lost the game 15-7, to by the way, with tough guy Jake Arrieta on the mound for them. Wasn't so tough, was he? He wasn't so tough. I'm going to fade him. I'm going to take Sonny Gray. Look, the Reds, they've gotten very little out of Sonny Gray this year. Castillo pitched great again last night. Didn't get the decision. Yeah. They were up 3-1. They end up winning and having to rally in the bottom of the ninth against Melanzong. Score two to win 5-4. to four, and finally, Oh, I didn't know that. I finally yeah, break that curse, that curse of the San Diego Padres. I'm going to take Gray and lay 150 tonight at home in the small park against Detective Mills, Alex Mills for the Cubs tonight. Yeah, I'm just looking at a reaction because Switzerland just missed the first penalty kick. It was stopped. Could be over. Uh... I'll also play game three of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, Lightning Canadians. I'm going to go back to the same play, first period, under. Um, chop around to see where you can get it. It's up to 155 in some spots. Uh, or even look at betting a scoreless first period. There's just very few opportunities here. The games in Montreal and the series against the Knights played very low scoring. Um, only one of those first periods went over. And all of the games, in fact, uh, either pushed or went under the five there. Uh, and then I'm going to take a parlay of this game coming up in 22 minutes between Belgium and Italy. I searched for that price. A lot of places it's two even or two minus 105 on the total. I'm going to go under two here, minus 170. I almost played Italy on the three-way. No De Bruyne. Um, I think that's a key key today that he's not going to be playing for for Belgium. Obviously, it was big for Man City in the in the, in the Champions Final when he got injured uh, early in the second half there against Chelsea. And then England against Ukraine. You know, England's had four clean sheets so far in the Euros. I don't see the Ukraine scoring tomorrow against them. I don't want to lay 250, though, on the three-way. I'll take under 2.5, minus 125. That's a parlay. Both under 2.5s, Belgium, Italy, and England, Ukraine. You know, unfortunately, the show's getting in the way of me watching Switzerland and Spain right now. They've actually missed two kicks. Summer just blocked the next one. So Switzerland actually with the chance to go out in front on the third one here. Uh, Right now, it's 1-1 in the PKs with Switzerland taking their third attempt. Spain blocked again. Yes. Uh, Amal Wimbledon, uh, I know you, is this match over? You yeah, Madison cashed? Keys, uh, seven, five, six, three over, uh, uh, Elise Mertens, uh, the power just too much there against Mertens three, and oh, now in her career against Mertens. Uh, let's take a look at the men's side. You're still holding a ticket on, on Joker. Yeah. Minus 
110. Minus 110. He's currently now minus 175. He's gotten through three rounds of play. Uh, lost the initial set, and uh, that's been about it for him. Medvedev, your second choice at 7-1. to one. Roger Federer, 10-1. to one. No, he should be about 40-1. to yeah. one. Berrettini, 11-1. to one. Berrettini could be dangerous. Yeah, I thought you might think that was the value play here uh, if you were going to take anybody else besides him. Um, Zarev is 14-1, to one, and Rublev, 28-1 to one on the men's side. You know, Rublev and Zverev are more dangerous than Berrettini, in my opinion, but Berrettini, a good server. Zverev obviously was in the U.S. Open final last year, lost a 2-1, two sets to one lead against Dominic Team. He's got an opportunity. Look, here's the problem. In five sets, on center court at Wimbledon, it's going to be hard to beat Novak. Remember a couple of years ago, I think it was 2018 or 17, whatever it was, might have been 2019. Roger Federer had two match points on serve against Novak Djokovic, and he finds a way through and wins in the tiebreaker. He won three tiebreakers in that one and wins uh, the, the championship. So Novak with a chance to go for a single season, a single year Grand Slam, I, I think he's going to be tough to beat. Didn't play particularly well in the third set today, but still found a way through. Um. Is hardcore or grass a better surface for him? Uh, I hardcore, particularly down in Australia, mm. because it's a little bit slower, you know. But Novak is the greatest returner of serve in the history of the game. He he is just unbelievable. It doesn't make a difference. Now this this surface is fast. It's not as fast as it was twenty years ago when the pistol was there. Pete Sampras they've slowed the grass down a little bit, but it's he's so tough. The thing is his durability. He can just sit there and rally with you all day. And the thing that he does probably smarter than any other player in the world is. When you get into the big points, he doesn't go for the winning shots. He just puts the ball back in play, and he's going to wait till you miss. On the women's side, uh, Gil's discovery, Igas Fiatak advances easily today, yep. as well as your favorite Tunisian player, Jabour. Jabour, yeah, he's got <laughs> Jabour to win the tournament. Fiatak and Jabour meet in the next round, so one of them wow. will be going home. Oh, boy, yeah. that's like uh, watching a match between your two daughters for Dr. Gil. <laughs> he discovered, uh, obviously... <laughs> Iga Swiatek in the Barrios of Krakow. Ludmila Samsonova. Keep an eye on her against uh, Christina uh, Pliskova. Up next, we play Amal Guesses. Quarterback passing yards. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. And we wanted to play that famous game, Amal Guesses. But my really, I just wanted to do it for one quarterback. Ryan Tannehill? I wanted to see how far under you'd go on Ryan Tannehill. But he, the number not up. The well, number's not up. We're well, going to have to do it without Ryan Tannehill. First of all, I've at least gotten his first name right. I used to call him Tannehill, the quarterback from South Carolina. We used to sing when he would throw a pick six with the Dolphins. And we would watch at Long Bar and fade the, fade the Dolphins. And he'd throw. We'd sing it like the Christmas song. We'd say, oh, Tannehill, oh, Tannehill. Uh, but we will start Amal guesses with eight other quarterbacks and see how good you are. You've been so on fire lately. Let's start out with the famous Philadelphia Eagle, North Dakota, Carson Wentz. Bounce back year for him. He's in a new spot, reunited with Frank Reich. Now, Amal, on these guesses, we're going to give you a margin of error of 170 yards. Uh, I said it came up with that because 10 yards per game. There's that's 17 fair. games. Now, I thought yeah. that was... I think that's fair. 100's too tight. Yeah, exactly. So 170 is your margin of error. Carson Wentz over under passing yards. I went with 3,952. And if you're wondering how I came up with some of these numbers, uh, it was just based on some of their st- statistics in the past. And then, of course, figuring out over 17 games. Jeez, can I finish speaking before you give me the buzzer? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I, 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 3,952, and Mike, I, I just, the one thing I wanted to deduct from him, I didn't think the guy's going to play 17 games. How many yards per game did you pr- predict that he would 247. have? 247. Well, if you take 247 away from there, you'd end up with 3705, and it would have been correct. So assuming he only misses one start, you'd have been right on the number. Yeah, I, I, I was I was off on this yeah. one, but I used, I, you know, for him, he's the only quarterback I used 16 games. I knew along the way he'd miss one game, so I didn't use 17 games. 
Well, then you were very high on the average yards per game. <laughs> yeah, I was two two forty seven. Yeah. That's what is basically he, he's averaged in the past. Okay, let's move on. Now, this is a quarterback that you think is going to make a big difference in the new city that he's going to. He's going to lead his team to the Super Bowl from the NFC, and that's Matthew Stafford, the pride of of uh, Highland Park. He will own L.A., you said, like no other Highland Park grad ever has. Yeah, it's going to be just like it was back <laughs> at Highland Park for him. He's going to be second fiddle to, to the Clayton. Los Angeles Dodgers superstar Clayton Kershaw in Los Angeles. Make no mistake about it. It is a Laker and Dodger town first and always will be. All right, Matthew Stafford over under passing yards. I went with 4,675 yards, and that's based on 275 yards per game. You only missed this by 25 yards. Very, very good. Uh, thank you. I, I think he's going to be efficient. Now, the one concern I have, and I'll tell you, Mike, I would bet this one under. It's uh, minus 134 on the under. I would take it under because I think the Rams are going to have a great season. I also think the running game is going to be very strong. And if this defense plays nearly as well as they did last year, we could see some blowouts for the Rams where you don't see Matthew Stafford in the game putting up numbers. So you think he will have less passing attempts? I think so. I think it's good. Listen, in Detroit, he's throwing the ball. They're constantly behind. In this game, you're going to be running it, and you've got a cerebral quarterback with an intelligent play caller and Sean McVay. Cam Akers really emerged. Malcolm Brown, this team's going to be dangerous. What are you making faces for? I'm not making faces. Okay, I have vision issues, and I'm trying I'm to sorry. see it clearly. <laughs> no. uh, but, but here's to my point to the over. The upgrade at play caller to go to McVay, right? I mean, arguably, it's significant over Jim Bob Cooter. Well, he's no Arthur Smith. No. Yeah. And if he could have, if he could have, if they wouldn't have made the, if they wouldn't have made the trade, he gets Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Think uh, about that. He would have rather had Lance Lynn. <laughs> uh, so you're under there. Does the, the yeah. Wentz number inspire you to go over? I, I don't know because yeah. my concern with Wentz is his health. Because, he, listen, three out of the five seasons, he hasn't been able to play more than 12 games. Okay. Matty Ice in Atlanta. He loses Julio Jones. I know you'll factor that into yep. your number, but, but he gains. Arthur Smith, total passing yards for Matt Ryan. Uh, 4,420 uh, for me, 260 yards per game on him. You only missed it by 80, well within the margin of error. You know, this was a tough number to determine here on this 4,500. It's 4,500 and a half. Yeah. I, Mike, I, I would lean under, but not as confident as the Matthew Stafford one, because I think Atlanta could be trailing in a lot of games. I mean, uh, to me, Atlanta's a hard team to handicap. And when we get to previewing the NFC South, I don't know where I want to go with that team. The, the other thing is, I think if Atlanta is in a little bit of trouble towards the end of the year, where they're out of contention, we may see Matt Ryan not necessarily taking all the snaps. So I think there's something to factor in if you're looking to bet Matt Ryan over. What's your overall read on the Falcons? You think they'll be in contention? No. No. They're not good. Good enough. Are they the worst team in that division? Uh, who, I think so. I think Carolina's going to be Saints. Big. Carolina, them. Yeah, I think I think it could be Atlanta. That's the one that takes a step back, even further. Okay, the favorite to win the MVP and America's quarterback, the Kansas City Chiefs' own Patrick Mahomes. Well, you know it's interesting. So I came up with four thousand nine hundred twelve yards from Mahomes, but I believe the over under on him is going to be five thousand. Five thousand fifty. Okay. The reason why mm -hmm. I thought it would be five thousand is because. This team, remember, they led the NFL in offense about 313, 14 yards a game last year. Might have been 315. He's going to be in a chance to throw for 5,000 yards, and that's a great benchmark in the NFL. And I would expect him and Andy Reid to try and achieve that number. So I think we'll see a scenario where if he's there, he'll try and exceed it. That's why I think you see the 5,050 yeah. is a good, accurate number. So 300 yards a game, 17 games is 5,100. You know, puts it right there. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to play all 17 games unless he's trying to hit a benchmark on a number. Yeah, we saw last year in the final week, which was week 17, they, they played no one against the San Diego Chargers. 
Uh, and that could very well happen again. And then uh, with all of these, but even with Mahomes, there's uh, injury possibility, right? And you could miss several starts. So absolutely, th- that's that's baked into the number as well. All right, uh, from one side of the spectrum to the other, let's go to Minneapolis and Kirk Cousins. Uh, four thousand four hundred twenty-five yards. Ooh, ooh, way high. Really? Way, way high. Forty-one hundred here. I'm going to tell you right now. As You're going to bet it you, over. Yes. As much as I critique and criticize Kirk Cousins, this is an overplay. I think Minnesota's a middle-of-the-pack 9-8 and eight type of team. 10-7 and seven if things break well. 8-9 and nine if things don't go well. I think Cousins is going to be able to throw the ball. Uh, Thielen, Jefferson, I think this team's going to have an opportunity. Irv Smith, I, I like this one over 4,100 yards. Mike, when you think about this, Cousins is going to be in a scenario, assuming he's healthy, he's going to have to play all 17 games. 4,100 yards, you just need to average 242 yards a game, 241. Uh, decent running game, and you have Cook. Yeah, but Cook is terrific out of catching the ball to the backfield. Yeah. I mean, Dalvin Cook is a guy you could have. He could have 160 yards passing in the game, throw a screen pass, and Dalvin houses at 80, and you're at 240. What I think is a very interesting prop bet is who will have more wins, the Vikings or the Bears? Uh, I'm going to tell you what. I think the Bears are dangerous if Justin Fields emerges quickly. If he doesn't, they give Minnesota a slight edge because they'll be healthier this year. But that Bears... Defense is still very solid, so it's going to be interesting. I think I think Chicago is a dark horse pick that's pretty good. All right, the one that you call the GOAT, Tom Brady. What do you mean I call the GOAT? Seven well, don't ring, you say it? Seven that, rings says that, he is the GOAT. It's not even it a means. debate. That's what it means. You it's, said a, it's it. like the NBA. There's no debate. That. It's Michael Jordan. Let's move on. Uh, oh, Tom, come on. We don't have that much time left. Do you think that this is as, as settled a debate as Jordan? Who, who's your guy, Jerry Rice? Who you? Who else you have in there? Jerry <laughs> Rice. Now you're going to go away from quarterbacks. You're going to go Joe Montana? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Joe Montana. Okay. This guy's only been in ten Super Bowls, won seventy percent of them, and one Super but Bowl. But he had Belichick. Oh yeah, I forgot. And by the way, I'm glad you brought that point up. Remember, Brady did not punt against the Philadelphia Eagles, but somehow they lost that Super well, Bowl. Well, Malcolm Butler did something. That's what yeah, lost that's, that game. That's okay. All right, Tom Brady total passing yards: four thousand six hundred twenty-four yards. Mm. You're over, but within the margin of error, forty-five hundred here. I don't have a play on this one. Um, you know, we know Bruce Arians likes to throw the football, but I think the Buccaneers are going to be a better football team this year than they were last year. I think they're, they're going to be really good. Um, injuries are going to be key for them. They'll keep Brady healthy. I'm not worried about that. His durability is fantastic. Uh, I, I would lean towards the under here, but not with overwhelming confidence. Josh Allen, we talked about the Buffalo Bills yesterday. He's the second co-second choice for MVP behind Mahomes, with Aaron Rodgers at 10 to 1, total passing yards for Josh Allen. Uh, 4,650. What was your guess for Brady? Uh, 4,624. Yeah, and, and their numbers are the same, also 4,500 and within the margin of error. Yeah, both were pretty similar statistically mm-hmm. when you look at them. So uh, the Allen one, again, uh, this is one I would lean slightly towards the under because I think Buffalo could run away with this division. And if they can't catch Kansas City or if they're out in front where they do, uh, you you may not have you may have a scenario where he doesn't have to play a couple of games. In your mind, is there a chance that Allen regresses? He's had from rookie year to sophomore year, and from sophomore year to junior year, just improvement by leaps and bounds. The rating, the completion percentage. We haven't seen this kind of an improvement over two years in a quarterback in the NFL before. Yeah, it's been at least a long time, or I can't recall anybody off the top of my head. And I think a lot of it is confidence. I think Stephon Diggs also erases a lot of negative things that Allen may not do well. But remember one other thing, he's very mobile, he's strong, he's tough to bring down. And then once you get that confidence, it's easy to build upon. And I think any great player will tell you their single greatest asset, aside from their physical talent, is their confidence. All right, and then let's close with one more. Uh, let Russ cook, Russell Wilson in Seattle. 
4,356. Uh, you're over, but with only by a really 100 yards. 4,250 is the total on Russell. Yeah, I would go towards the over here. I think Seattle's going to really have to compete this division. He's going to have to play 17 games. They are in the toughest division in the National Football League. There are no easy games within that division. I think they've got a chance to make the postseason, but it's going to take a lot from Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. You know, that division features two elite defenses, I feel, in the Rams and the 49ers. I would agree with you. So that that would go against it. I think they're up against it. I don't. I I'm not sure how good Arizona is going to be, but it would shock me if they were if they were worse than than seven and ten. I think they're a competitive team. I'd like to see how Kyler Murray does. I think there was something missing there between him and Kingsbury. Maybe they can get on the same page. But I just felt that 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 offense was like half a click off all year last year. Yeah, absolutely right. And to your point, when you look at you have three of the top defensive players in that division. Uh, of course, Donald and Ramsey with the Rams. And then, of course, uh, Fred Warner with the San Francisco 49ers. For my money, the best linebacker in the NFL. All right, so let's recap what bets you found out of this. I know you found Cousins over. Cousins over for sure. I mean, 4,100, and I, I had him at 4,425. Yeah, uh, I'm 300 off by 325, yards. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any other bets you're going to make based on this? You know, the one, that the Matthew Stafford under. I okay. think 4,700 is going to be too high of a number. Those are the two that I'm looking at. All right. and, you know what? Mahomes over also. I think he's going to exceed 5,000 yards. Because you think, Rich, do you think that uh, they want to get him there? Andy Reid will want to get him there. Yeah, and I, I think you'll have a focused team after that Super Bowl debacle, particularly from the offensive line. Belgium, Italy co- coming up here in uh, five minutes. No play? No play. I'm looking forward to watching this match. By the way, not bad today. Six for eight. Not bad. You've been doing light on everything. Yeah. Seven hopefully, and two, ho- six and two. I can do two. that with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It, it'd be nice if the all-in segment was that good. Yeah, well, it had been up until this week. I had been until two- you started talking about the role you were on. Yeah, I know. And then <laughs> four in a row losers. <laughs> I was feeling myself. 28-16 goes to 0-4 very quickly. All right, good luck this week, and stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America with Jeff Parles. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you.